Evolutionary.org presents Evolutionary Hardcore Podcast with your co-hosts, Steve from the American Underground and Mobster from the UK Iron Den. Get ready for the most hardcore and underground info in the industry. And here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6... Evolutionary Network Emergency Podcast, Episode 8. Today we're going to talk about fake Pharmacom labs versus real Pharmacom labs exposed. So this is a, becoming an epidemic with Pharmacom fakes being out there. So right off the bat, we can confirm there's a fake website. It's pharmacomlabs.ltd. The real website is pharmacomlabs.com. So this is really confusing on the forums. We got a lot of people chiming in with different opinions, but we're going to do our best in this podcast to protect you guys, make sure that you're not getting ripped off with fake gear. And fake gear is really, really bad. Uh, it can make you sick. It can put you in the hospital. It can put you in the emergency room. You know, worst case scenario. Best case scenario, you just wasted hundreds of dollars on fake gear for nothing. And you busted your ass your, the entire cycle. And you're like, why am I only up one or two pounds the entire cycle? What the hell? You know, but it turns out you're using fake gear. So, you know, we've all been victims of this in the past. There's no excuse today to be using fake gear with all the information we have. But as long as humans have walked the earth, there's always been people, a small percentage of people, I believe. Uh, even 1% or less that want to scam others. And it's a real shame, but we're going to expose these motherfuckers as much as we can on this podcast. So we're bringing in Mobster. Um, Mobster, why do people do this? And what are your thoughts on protecting yourself? It's, it's, it's greed, pure and simple, Steve, most of the time. Uh, I don't think there's a person alive. In fact, this is how weird, this is how fucked up the, the fake and counterfeit industry is. I've actually just finished reading a fictional book, Steve. In, in, in there, they talk about factual stuff. So, for example, counterfeit parts on the airplanes that we're taking to go on holiday and travel around the world in. What does that mean, guys? I mean, it means that the engine that you're in that plane might fail, that the, 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 the pump that's pushing fuel to that engine might fail if it's a fake part. Uh, same thing for the car. If you're using a company that's got fake tires, on, and, and that's what they sold you for your car. Is the rubber absolutely good? Will your brakes work? And that's just, it's just pure and utter greed, Steve. It's, it's, it's even, I'll tell you how bad it can, it can get real complicated if you want to, to the point where a scammer can get a company in China or India or wherever to produce this part thinking it's legit. And they produced it because they think they're making it for the real deal company. And then that goes off into the West, comes to America, comes here to the UK. And again, it's a fake company tire is a fake company part for the car and, and to the point where I give airbags on your car guys that don't come pop out in a crash uh, and it, that's how fucked up this shit can get microchips for your computers stuff that controls me fake medication in hospitals Steve not us using performance enhancing drugs I don't think there's a person alive now in, 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 in the first world that without realising has probably got something fake in the house and who hasn't brought a cheap T-shirt on the beach 
that pretends to be Gucci, that pretends to be Chanel. Heck, I know I have. I knew it was fake because it was five bucks. I mean, but we're talking about here, Steve, and this is how fucked up this shit is. You are putting, in the case of AIDS, AIDS medication back in the day, Steve, that was fake. We are talking about putting a product into our body. And a, a very simple example to this is would be using a, a peanut oil, even if the steroid and the label, everything else was as good as it could possibly could be, but using a peanut oil and the person who's got an allergy injects that into their body and dies. Uh, so it is just greed. It is sometimes just laziness that they just literally can't be bothered to put in the work in to create a legitimate product. I mean, it's just it's just fucked up. And, and it comes up in the news every so often, Steve. Free so research for these podcast guys where we're going, the difference between, what's the difference between counterfeit and fake and license and pharma and all the rest of it? It's sometimes, it's just really, really messy. And we're dealing with, when we talk about on this podcast, we're, 90% of our listeners, I would probably say 90% of our listeners, is doing what we call a UGO, an underground lab. But we want those underground labs to be produced as close to pharmaceutical quality products as possible because we, we, I mean, if you go to a compound chemist, if you get your steroids uh, on prescription, on script, as we like to call it, and that that's the absolute best possible way you can have steroids, absolute best possible way. But the reality of that situation is, uh, just for example, comparing the U.S. domestic market to the UK UK domestic market, the price difference is crazy high. Typically, I'll use the U.S. market as an example, Steve. If you and I can go to a life extension clinic and get TRT, you're paying about double what you would using a reliable UGO, an approved source of the kinds that we have on our forums, double with on insurance, double in cash, getting a script from a licensed doctor in the United States of America compared to what you would with a UGO for getting what is essentially an identical product. Where it starts to get confusing, which starts to be an issue, is where you aren't getting what it even pretends to be on the label. So here we go with Pharmacom, right? So what's happened is, and there's only a few companies like this, a company like Pharmacom gets big, and they get big on the basis of solid products that are exactly what they say on the label. They end up with a great, great reputation. Right? I, I've just done, again, pre-show research, guys. There was issues with Pharmacom having products. Uh, one, one link was from 2017. That's six years ago. And Pharmacom have been around a lot longer than that. So I can think of a couple of other big names in the industry where uh, you did not know if it was the company that you had faith in, the company whose products you'd previously used, the company you knew how it felt in your body and you knew the kind of results we get, or was it a scam? Was it a copy? Even sometimes the copies were okay, Steve. Sometimes the copies had the product. But the problem is, again, that's how they start out versus how they end up. We're going to cover how it becomes an issue simply with the domain names, how they make the, this mess, how the products are produced, how companies try to protect themselves from being scammed. We want to get into all of the nitty-gritty. Let me start you guys off with the domain. Like Steve said, there is a .com, and the LTD that Steve, Steve refers to, I believe, Steve, that is a what's called a limited. So in the, here in the United Kingdom, you used to have uh, a Joe Bloggs Company Limited, or as it is now, Joe Bloggs Company PLC. So I think it's probably a UK 
domain extension, LTD. And the difference between the two, the pharmacomlabs.com is the legit pharmacom company. The LTD is not. I've had a look at these two websites. So what's the difference? Well, this is how this stuff works. Domain extensions, there are hundreds, guys. And if I set up a UGL tomorrow with Steve and we decide we're going to create a lab, we would almost certainly go for the .com, Steve. You and I, stevenmobster.com. Now, the problem is, as I said, there's 100, 200, 300 extensions. There's probably thousands. So for us to set up or buy every single extension of a domain name would cost us tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. So it's impossible. So if I wanted to create a fake, a copy, I only need to find an extension, a domain extension that Pharmacom, in this example, hasn't brought, hasn't purchased. In fact, it's available for sale. So I go off and create a company that mimics just by getting an extension they haven't brought. That's the first thing I do. Then what, what happened here was we went on and looked, and again, pre-show research. And on first view, Steve, every single part of the fake company seemed to have the same text, the same information. But when you went back, and there's so many details we can get into. When you went back and looked at it, what had happened is that they had copied a, 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 a page or several pages from the legit site some time ago. But then they hadn't updated the site in forever. They're just lazy. I mean, they're scammers, Steve. They're going to be lazy. <laughs> if you're going to do it, do a good job, but you're not. So they get lazy. So the, the website doesn't get updated. The errors that might have been on the original site aren't corrected on the fake site. Then you've got stuff like, as an example, again, uh, the legit site will have certificates of analysis. Look at the dates. If the fake site's certificates of analysis are, like every other part of that site, not being updated, you could be looking at certificates of analysis, laboratory tests on products that were legitimate, but they were legitimate six, seven, eight years ago because the scammer hasn't bothered updating that. Product. Again, they're just lazy. They just want your money, guys. They don't care. And they're so lazy that they haven't gone back and updated the certificates. They haven't gone back and updated the, 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 the lab test. So it starts to get stuff like that. Then you'll notice small differences in, in the layout, small difference. The person that put the website together is not the same person as did the legitimate site. So the layout's different. The font is a tiny bit off. It may well be that the person, I've had this, I've, I've had a website created for me, Steve, and it had to be specific to my supplement company. I was the person that was updating the website. So I knew it would be my style of writing. It would be how mobster talks, the kind of phrases and stuff that I use. And so even if they updated stuff or they manipulated something on the scam website, it would be in the tone or the style of the scammer, not of the person that's updating the legitimate website. You get into all this kind of stuff. Truly, properly, I mean, I'm thinking of big name companies like Gucci and Chanel again. The things that they do, guys, it's from the stitching on the handbags, from the, whether the, 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 they've gone to one company for the buckles, they go to another company for the leather, they go to another company for the stitching, they go to another company for the, for the, that doesn't happen in a scam. The scammers just go to one company and they get all that stuff done by some cheap ass motherfucker. The zips are wrong. The buttons are wrong. It's just, and that's that, it just gets lazier and lazier and lazier. From a distance, it looks great, but up close, it's shit. But it still puts stuff in here. When it comes to steroids, I'm putting pharmaceutical, I think I want to put pharmaceutical drugs 
into my body to produce a result. So, I mean, I want to get into so many things. The domain is just one, Steve. You and I have touched on previous shows, and I think we should talk about this now. When we talk about how steroids are supposed to feel, Steve and I are experienced users. We don't, we haven't tried every steroid out there, but we've tried multiple steroids. So, for example, Steve, we know when a product is dosed correctly, we know exactly how we feel. I'll I'll touch on one, and I'll bring Steve in. So, for example, if I I've I've done this story in the past, Steve, where I was given free Dynamolt, and at the same time. I purchased from an approved source some more Dynabols. So I had enough to be, get me going, Steve, while I waited for the other stuff to turn up. Nowadays, I always make sure I've got everything on hand, and that's the advice I give out. But in those days, at that time, I got started because I've got the free Dynabol. So what happened, guys? I think I had enough to get me going for 10 days of the free stuff, and nothing happened. And I mean literally nothing happened. I was taking 30, 40, 50 milligrams a day of the free, free Dynabol, and I got nothing. Literally nothing, but it was only 10 days. At the end of the 10 days, or within a few days, the real steroids arrived. The stuff I purchased from the approved source arrived. I've used up my 10 days of the free product, and I go on to the stuff that's come from the approved source. And literally from Friday night, Saturday daytime, Sunday daytime, Monday morning, I put on four pounds, a pound a day in four days of the legit approved source Dynabolt. That's how quickly I respond. Every single Dynabolt cycle I've ever done, always with between 30 to 50 milligrams per day. I typically put on 10 pounds, and a lot of that is water, guys, in 10 to 14 days. And I kind of hold that to the end of the cycle. Now, me retaining muscle tissue after that comes down to my PCT, tweaking my diet, my training, and so on. But I know how I'm going to respond. So I've, I know that I've taken fake product and nothing's happened. I know how I feel on 30. I know I feel in 50. I know what I'm going to get on cycle. And that's great for me when I'm training for strength competitions or whatever, Steve, because it means I know specifically how much weight I'm going to put on, what my power is going to be like, how much my strength is going to increase and so on. Talk about the difference. And I think you touched on this in other shows. The difference for you with a product that you've done that was not legit and legit and, and how you felt and how that you know from that experience exactly how you're supposed to feel with legit products. Yeah, so I'll give you an example. Bear Prima Bowling. Uh, Back in the day, you know, 10, 15 years ago, everyone said, you know, Bear Primobone is the best. Always go with Bear. The people who were saying that were kind of the old school guys who had used Bear Primobone in 10 years prior. So we're talking 25, 30 years ago even. So back in those days, you'd go and you order Bear Primo online. You didn't have to worry about it. But what happened in, in the next 10, 15 years now you can go down to Home Depot or Office Depot or Staples or any of these other places, office supply stores, and you can buy a $500 or $1,000 printer that prints actual labels that look professional. So you can basically take that bare label and copy it. If you know anything about computers, it'll take you maybe you know half an hour or something. And, and then you could print it out on a printer and then slap it on a vial of fake gear and then sell it as Primo. And you're selling it not just as Primo, but bare Primo. And we've seen guys over the years get busted for doing exactly this, where they would copy the actual pharmaceutical company uh, name and they put it on labels and start selling it around and they get greedy, they get too big. And then that's when they would get busted. Because their own greed would cause them to get busted. So 
So that happens. And we've seen this with some of these guys on social media and stuff. They, they actually show their face on social media and they show themselves taking steroids and they show themselves selling steroids on Instagram. And it's like, dude, what are you doing? Are you that fucking stupid? Like you're basically inviting yourself to get caught. But the people who end up buying those products from those people, those are the ones who end up being the victims of that scam. And this is what, exactly what's happening here with Pharmacom Labs. Pharmacom Labs got really big. They got a really good reputation for their gear. And then now people want to copy their products. So for me, I ended up buying this Bear Primo and I spent like, you know, over $1,000 on it, right? And it ended up being fake. So I just went for 12 weeks and I was running my cycle. And I was like, I'm not seeing any changes. I'm not seeing any, any differences. And, you know, I'm like, something is wrong here. And then come to find out a few years later, a lot of other people who ended up with Bear Primo would have the same experience. So then you can't even trust the Bear Primo you're buying online anymore, you know, and you, you and that's when it got real. It's like, wow, these people, instead of putting in their energy to go in and get an education, going into the medical field, producing steroids for pharmaceutical companies, being chemists, doing all this stuff. They are so evil that they're going to put in all that effort just to scam others. And I just don't understand it. But again, there's just a small percentage of six psychopaths in, in the world who just instead of creating, like Wamster was saying, a nice brand of purse, a nice brand of clothing, a nice brand of shoes, whatever, instead of doing that and launching their own company, you know, and, you know, making an honest living, they want to just do put in all that effort to, to produce fake stuff and pretend to be another brand just to make some money. But long term, that's not going to be sustainable anyway for them. So it really is a shame that people like this are out there. So you really have to be careful and make sure that you're using legitimate gear. So right off the bat, blood work is your friend. Blood work can detect legitimate blood um, testosterone, for example. If you're running testosterone, I'll give you an example. Let's say you're running 500 milligrams a week of testosterone. Wait about four weeks when you're on the testosterone. Wait for it to build up in your system where it's peaking. Then you can go get blood work done. So if you go get blood work done and you're running 500 milligram testosterone, your numbers should be around eight times that. So if you take 500 and multiply it by eight, that that's where your, you know, your number should be. So it should be around 4,000 nanograms per deciliter. And of course you can do the conversion to your type of uh, system mobster on the other side of the, uh, the pond, but nanograms per deciliter, 4,000. And if you're doing like say a hundred and you should be around 800, you know, maybe a little less. So multiply by eight, maybe a little, maybe seven to eight area. So hundred milligrams will translate to about 700 nanograms per deciliter. So that's where you would see if your testosterone is legitimate, but you want to make sure when you get the, 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 your, your lab work done, you're getting the uncapped because a lot of the tests out there, a lot of the hormone tests that you get done, they're capped at 1500 nanograms per deciliter. So when you get the blood work done, it'll have an arrow that shows you more than 1500, but it won't give you a number, but you need to know that number because if you're running 500, and you're only getting 2000 nanograms per deciliter, then you know, it's underdose. So that would be a good way. But unfortunately with these other anabolic steroids, it's very difficult with blood work to tell anything. 
because it's not going to show up as testosterone in your blood work. The only the only steroid that will is nandrolone, but no one fakes nandrolone. So so that's really where the the issue comes. And and these sources out there who are scamming, they know this. And then also you have these kits that you can get. We see them sold online by some shady individuals. And the problem with those kits is those kits themselves are not accurate. So it'd be like going to get in the, getting a pregnancy test at the at the uh, at the drugstore. You buy tr- ten pregnancy tests. You take the pregnancy test. Five of the pregnancy tests say you're pregnant, and five say you're not pregnant. Well, what happened there? Well, part of it could be user error. Part of it could be the test is too complicated to get an accurate number, and part of it could be that the tests themselves are not accurate. So it's the same thing with these lab kits. Uh, a lot of people do these lab kits and like, oh, this gear looks legit. Well, it's not legit. So really, the only way to foolproof know that it's legit is taking it to like a university and getting it tested in the lab that way. Go ahead, Mobster. Yeah. Let me give you a real, real simple example of how fucked up the ship can be and how dangerous this shit can be. Let's imagine, guys, that you have an allergic response to certain ingredients and a great one for in a fake anabolic, and I mean a scammed anabolic, because we are talking about a grey market here, guys, just to be slightly confusing, would be using nut oil. Right, so there are a bunch of carrier oils and or alcohols that can be used in steroids. And a quality company will use an oil that is the least allergic or has the least allergic response to as many of the users of that company's product as possible. The issue becomes that this tends to be the more expensive choice. So a scammer that is trying to copy a company's solid ass, let's use testosterone in Anfaith, for example, ESD, or Cipulate, or whatever, has got actual testosterone in Anfaith or actual testosterone cypionate in their scam product, but they've used a nut oil, one that in the few percentage that are allergic to nuts, and I'm thinking specifically peanut oil, obviously, guys, is potentially absolutely no potential about it. Steve. This some motherfuckers could die. Literally, you could have a product that's on point with the right dosage milligrams of the actual raw steroid ingredient added, but in a cheap ass peanut oil. And someone who's allergic to peanuts takes that and injects peanuts. They're not eating it. They haven't gone to a restaurant. They haven't accidentally consumed it. They've injected it because they trusted the company's product to be on fucking point with the steroid, and they've literally injected this stuff into their muscle, and they could fucking die. I touched on the idea earlier on a fake fake medication where people with AIDS, with HIV, were buying stuff, and hospitals were going to what they thought was an approved company license and so on and so forth and they literally were spending thousands of dollars per month to try and stay alive and we're using pharmaceutical products that had no active ingredient in never mind something could out and out kill you give you an allergic response anybody that's got a proper full-blown nuts allergy if you that I mean their, their throat swells up steve they cannot breathe they 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 they, they get sort of they swell they rush around the face that's all the, the, the worst kind of beetroot face thing going on. And they they've literally the throat expands to the point where the amount of oxygen, the amount of air they can pull in is minimal. Now, if you've actually taken it and injected it into your body, that's number one, right? Number two, 
Number two would be, like Steve and I talked about earlier on, using a product and knowing exactly how it feels. So what happens? And this is this is in legit companies, Steve. You start off with a really solid, great product. Again, let's use it as an example of, say, Cyprian A. We'll, we'll say it's 250 milligrams per mil. Doesn't matter. Company, company, Joe Blow company. And he produces a really solid product, no problem at all. But he realizes he's not making a lot of money. The, the deal is making money. The authorized seller is making some money. The fellow that sells it to his mate down in gym is making a buck or two. He doesn't feel like he's making as much money as he's in. The fact that he's going to be selling thousands of these motherfuckers, that's how he's making his money. So he decides to cut corners. And instead of 250, it becomes 200. Instead of good oil, it becomes a shit oil, becomes a nut oil. And to the point sometimes where there's no active ingredient in there whatsoever. And then, like I said, let's, let's touch on other ones. Uh, it's, it's not the steroid it says it's on the label. It's something completely different. Steve's talked about this multiple occasions when he's talked about Anavar. And he says when it comes to oral steroids, the most fake oral steroids is probably Anavar because the raw ingredient is kind of expensive to produce. So you're as likely to get in a scammer, D-Bowl, or something else as your Anavar. I've had Anavar made for me back in the day. I've had Anavar from approved sources. I've had Anavar from a company like Pharmacom. I know exactly how I'm supposed to feel. I know exactly what I'm supposed to get. And again, that company's built its reputation for a long last time. And they do that to the point where there's no point in faking it. There's no point in underdosing it because their reputation has been built on years and years and years of tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of sales. They want you to come back. This is the thing I never understand, Steve, when it comes to the profit thing. If you're in this, you should always be in this business for the long haul. Because if you are, your reputation is your name. What you're producing is what gets you repeat business. I don't need to go to an approved source and buy tens of thousands of dollars at a time because I know today it's good, but tomorrow it might not be because I can go back and buy 500 again and 500 again and 500 again on repeat basis because I know every single time I use that source, I'm going to get a solid product. The problem here is that someone else, in, as we will say here in the United Kingdom, Steve, has taken a fucking piss. What I thought was Pharmacom wasn't. So if I don't even know which company I'm buying from, how the hell do I know what I'm getting? What if I think it's a great company and I've recommended it to my buddies and my buddy says to me, Steve, can you get some? Mom said, can you get me some? Yeah, sure. I'll buy myself some this month. I'll get you some as well. So he'll sort me. He'll weigh me up after, Steve. He'll pay me later. So I'll get myself $500 worth and I'll go and get my buddy $500 worth. So now I'm at $1,000. And it turns out that I wasn't even buying it from the right company. I was buying it from someone that was completely... It was completely fake. And then not only is it completely fake in the domain name, it's not the people that I thought I was buying it from. What the hell have I got in my hands? I can't sell this to my buddy. I can't sell my buddy every $500 because now I just realized I've bought this fake stuff. I want to touch on now this, that literally the lengths that scam companies will go to. I have here in my library, Steve, uh, some of the anabolic reference books. Well, specifically one. And I'm old enough. And I've been around this game a long enough time to see some of the stuff that Bill Llewellyn, William Llewellyn, was producing. So he does this great encyclopedia. They're very expensive, guys. You can buy the, you can download it now. But back in the day, I'm old school. I've actually got the physical book. And most of the book, Steve, is made up of products, what it's supposed to do, all the different stories that have ever existed that Bill could get the information on, and anabolic, androgenic references and ratings and so on and so forth. But a good portion of the back of the book was 
the how to work out if it was a legit or fake product. So let's use this example again. On my desk here, while I do this podcast, is a pen. It looks like it's done a bit of fun, Steve. It looks like a spanner. Let's say that it comes from a really nice company. So the box that the pen comes in could be fake. The label could be fake. The number of the batch of those pens that were drooped could be fake. There could, there could be a scratch panel that is just printed on. So it looks like a scratch panel. It isn't. The batch number could be the same again and again and again. So what should happen and what even a good UGL would do, the same as a pharmaceutical company, why do pharmaceutical companies batch and codes and numbers and scratch and holograms and all the rest of it? Well, firstly, they know there's a lot of scammers out there. Batch numbers means that if there's actually an issue with a batch, and this has happened a few times in the last 20 or 30 years, and I think specifically of the amino acid tryptophan, where the company that was producing us, I believe it was in uh, Korea, Steve, produced this huge batch of, I think it was 1,000 kilograms of the amino acid tryptophan, but they hadn't cleaned out the vat that they produced it in properly. It had to be completely sterilized between batches, and they fucked up on one batch. Now, 1,000 kilos of amino acid is a shitload. It's a metric ton, 2,200 pounds. But people are only using 100 milligrams, 300 milligrams, 400 milligrams at a time. So this went all over the world, Steve. And because they hadn't cleaned out this one batch, 27 people died. But they could work out which batch it had come from because of the numbers on the boxes, because of the numbers on the bottles that the amino acids came all the way across from Korea or wherever it was made to the United Kingdom, to America, to Europe, wherever else. That's the reason why we have these batch numbers. You can say if there's a problem with a batch, is there, if we messed up on the dosing, are there any health issues? That's why pharmaceutical companies do it. And if they don't do it, they have to do it by law. The same thing applies to steroid companies. We want to know, can I check this batch? If I'm spending, for example, Steve, $500 on growth hormone, growth hormone was notoriously copied back in the day. So I wanted to be able to get my box of my growth hormone and scratch that number off. I wanted to be able to see underneath a batch number and I wanted to be able to go to the legit company and put that number in there and say, when, when was it produced? Was it produced five or 10 years ago? Well, I don't want it to grow hormones, Steve. I want it to be produced in the last 12 to 18 months at the most. Has it been stored properly? When it was sold to me, was it in the back of a van? Was it, you know, did I go to some vague warehouse? Was it super hot in there? I want legit, it's, we're talking about peptides. So it needs to be kept in a cool, in a dark place. Did the, did the box arrive all crushed? What was 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 the what about the printing? I've seen boxes, Steve, fake boxes where the ink literally rubs off with your hand because they've used cheap inks. The scratch panel is literally just grey ink printed onto the box. You can't actually physically scratch it off. The hologram is just foil. It's not an actual hologram. And if they're doing that with the boxes, what the fuck is inside? Talk about some of the stuff that you've seen, Steve, for whether it's different boxes, printing, whatever. Oh, I've seen so much over the years. Back in the old days on forums, people would post the pictures and they'd be like, is this fake? Is this fake? Is this fake? And people would actually chime in and say, yes, it's fake. No, it's not fake. But now it's really hard to really tell because the, you know, it, it, if their hologram is in a certain spot, yada, 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 you're not going to be able to tell. But that second step verification that you mentioned is a great way for sources and brands to protect themselves. And that's what really gets these companies in trouble 
is that they don't really protect themselves against these scammers well enough. So what ends up happening is now their products downright most of their products that are out there, in this case with the Pharmacom, um, it's it's incredible. Um, there's fake Pharmacom all over now. And a lot of these sources, it's not even necessarily their fault, but they're just not doing their enough due diligence to make sure that they're not selling the fake stuff too. And um, they're kind of just like, they kind of drop the ball a little bit. People get lazy. You know, people have families. They've got divorces. They have family emergencies. They kind of miss something and they end up in this situation. So seems like basic stero is one of those that are selling the fakes now. And you can come on our forums and you can kind of ask these questions and, and take a look at it. And domestic supply is the one that's selling the legitimate pharmacom. So domestic-supply.com. Again, you can come on our forums and check that out. Yeah, Mobster, go ahead. Let me give you an example of how fucked up this shit is, guys. So I'm not going to mention a particular word that gets uh, YouTube videos knocked, but it begins with C, guys. And the C word passports were produced where the idea was that you'd had an inoculation so you could travel around the world. Let's say, for example, we're bodybuilders, we're weightlifters. We wanted to go to the Mr. Olympia. So we go off and we're getting fake C-word passports, Steve, that said I'd had my inoculations that allowed me to come to the States and go to the Olympia. As an example, I'm looking while we're doing this show, uh, sterility, right? So Pharmacom has a great reputation. And I can't think of right now, guys, please prove me wrong if you feel like it. Well, I can't think of a single example as we record this podcast of someone saying that they've had sterility issues with a Pharmacom product. But if I'm lazy enough as a scammer to produce fake boxes, fake scratch panels, fake holograms, fake vials containing non-existent drugs, never mind, as I said to you guys earlier on, using a cheap arsehole that's going to cause allergic issues, what about the fats? I've I had for ages, if I've literally just got rid of one, I had given to me, and I, it wasn't for me to use. It was just, check this out, mobs, to see what you think. So at some point in our steroid-using careers, I should use that particular turn of phrase. Uh, Steve and I have seen crashed steroids. Now, sometimes that's because it's overdose, guys. It's actually, in a perverse way, a good thing. And we have to heat the oil up, we have to warm it up, and we can inject it. We, there might be issues with post-injection pain, but in a perverse way, we actually know that it contains a steroid. But how about this, Steve? I had here, and I think you and I have seen this, floaters, hair, bits of skin, Bits of dirt, insects. I've seen all of this, and I think I had one here that had floaters in, where the sterility was non-existent, Steve. They they brought a crimper, they got the 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 steroid, they printed off as Steve said at a cheap ass label, and you your your buddy says, Oh, this is only gonna be forty dollars or something like that. And you held it up, and at the bottom of that 10 mil vial of steroid. There was something at the bottom, Steve, like an insect wing or a piece of cotton or something something that shouldn't be in there. Something that got past the filter. They got past the filter because they hadn't used a fucking filter. Steve and I have talked about on shows where I, I, I let me give you some examples again. We we've I've been on you can go on YouTube right now, guys, and find videos of people producing steroids in their kitchen. 
the example that I'm thinking of, they'd actually covered everything in their kitchen in polythene, but it was still producing steroids in its fucking kitchen. I've talked about in a previous show where Dave Crosslin was doing a documentary about his own particular journey. And part of the documentary included a little investigation into the, 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 the underground steroid market in the United Kingdom. So he went up to Merseyside. I say that, guys, because it's on the fucking documentary. So he goes to Merseyside. They go into a garage, what we call a lockup over here. You've got them in America for the storage walls. They're in one of his lockups, his storage units. And they've got a little coffee table and a couple of chairs. Now, the uh, guy that's making the underground lab steroids has got a balaclava on, so you could, don't know who it is, but Dave's sitting there. And on the table in front of them is a uh, medicinal jar. I don't know what to call it, Steve, with the oil that the steroid's going to go in. And they've got a glass stirrer from a lab company. And then he puts this bag of steroid, which I think was in Amphate, a kilo, Steve, on the table. And he puts a great big bottle of oil and he pours this steroid oil, guys, into this jar. And then he takes the powder, the steroid, the kilogram of raw powder, and literally just tips it in and stirs it with the glass stirrer. And then they produce a microwave, which is plugged in, and they put the jar with the steroid oil into the microwave for two minutes. And they take it out and they stir it. And they put it back in for a minute. And they take it back out. And they put it on the table in front of Dave. And they said that's the equivalent of 250 milligrams of this steroid per milliliter of the oil. And we're going to take this and we'll go off and we'll put it into the vials. And Dave's sitting there with his mouth open going, is that it? I knew it was a simple process, but he says, yeah, that's it. There was no sterility, Steve. There was no, the, the, the jar with the oil in the story wasn't covered. You have no idea what they've used the microwave. Does it mean they could have been cooking fucking a fast food thing in there, warming up their beans for breakfast? I've got no idea. You don't have the microwaves clean. You don't have the jars clean. You've got no idea if the stirrer's clean. They're literally just shaking this powder in like an extra shit. There's no filter. There's no machines in there. They're in a dusty lockup with a concrete floor and brick walls. It's not, They've not made any attempt to make the room sterile. They're literally sitting there in their normal clothes. No one's in a fucking lab coat. No one's wearing a filter mask. No one's got their protective glasses on. You're just sitting there, and the, and the videographer's filming it, and that is it. And these, this is... There could be great steroids, Steve, but they've made no effort. What they've just done in front of Dave in, in the video is two or 3,000 quid's worth of steroid made for him in front of him in a microwave. You go, right, That's they are literally allowing their reputation, their local reputation, where they live, which for what may well be a potent steroid, and they've showed you just how much effort they've gone into to produce that steroid for the local market in Merseyside on camera for this documentary to be seen until to the end of time, Steve. That's the effort they've made. They haven't, they haven't done anything to make it look sterile. They've done nothing to make it look like they're making an effort. And they've done it with thousands of dollars worth of steroids in front of the cameraman for us to watch any time we watch on YouTube as a download whenever we like, Steve. So if that's what they're doing when they know this is going to go out all over the world on this documentary, what are they doing when no one's filming? What are they doing when no one's there? How fucking lazy are they being to produce what may well be a properly dosed product with zero sterility? It reminds me of a restaurant, like, uh, but if you ever, like, go into a behind the restaurant in the alley and you look into it and see the condition of the kitchen, 
and the way they're cooking the food, they're not wearing any gloves. They're not covering their mouth. They're not, they don't have a hair thing to make sure no hair gets in the food. They just like walking around. They haven't even washed their hands. They go to the bathroom, wipe their ass, and they go and they start touching your food and cooking your food. And the kitchen hasn't been clean in, in, in years. It looks like a shithole and there's rats everywhere and there's roaches everywhere. That's what it reminds me of right there. And uh, yeah, your other people are touching your gear here. You know, they're touching your gear and then you're putting this stuff into your body. So it's the same thing going to eat in a restaurant like that. You know, it's just disgusting. And uh, this is why. And yeah, it's going to have an effect because you got to think about it. If you're in, in fact, if you're injecting gear that's like infected like this and it's not sterile gear, then that's basically going to make your body sick and that's going to hurt your gains, you know, in the process. Because now your body has to fight these infections that you're injecting into it. And uh, it's dirty gear. It's not going to, it's going to affect your gains for sure. So that's another way that these poor quality gear can affect your gains when you're not even thinking about it, because that's how it can do. So it's just like going out and eating restaurant food or fast food when you inject crappy gear. So it's very important to use legitimate gear and high quality gear and know, know what you're using for sure. Go ahead, Monster. Yeah. If you've been around the game for five minutes, guys, especially when you first decide you're going to use steroids, what's one of the things that you almost certainly comes up on your, on your Google searches or something and, and you'll see it in a magazine or you'll see some sort of reference on YouTube or wherever else it's an abscess, right? Now there are a bunch of reasons why we might get abscesses when we use steroids. If they're our own lazy sterility, Steve, from, from reusing syringes, from not wiping, using alcohol wipes or medication wipe, medicated wipes on our butt or wherever we're injecting steroids to, to again, a scamming company with sterility issues. And like I said, guys, and I touched on it earlier when I said floaters, I touched on it when I said about zapping fucking steroid production in a microwave and whatever, okay? So trust me on this one. Any listener uh, of this podcast and a couple of our forum members, thank fuck it's only a really low percentage, Steve, who's ever had the legitimate abscess that's had to be drained, right? And again, this might be down to their own laziness, or it might be down to a scamming product. It could be either or. I would rather it be down to my laziness, Steve. I'd rather it be me that fucked up than, than the product. Because, again, we're talking about the reputation of a company. So uh, we've had abscesses where guys have had to have the whole... Uh, I've seen abscesses on animals. I worked in a meat factory some years ago, and here's how this shit worked. So they were giving inoculations to pigs. And the way that they do that is that they use one... What's supposed to happen, Steve, is one syringe on this great big bottle of... The the the, 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 the the antibiotic and you have to change it for every 10 pigs if you don't change it for every 10 pigs the risk of infection on the 11th to 12th the 13th pig is huge and so our quality control guys would check this as they came in and we would look for abscess and i'll tell you right now guys i've i've cut them out and the quality control guy cut one open we had to go off and sterilize the, the knives afterwards and it fucking stank now any of you that have ever had an abscess and have had to go to the doctors or had to go to ER or the emergency room and, and have antibiotics or have an abscess trained or worse, have an abscess cut out. And I've seen a couple of photographs of that. It is, it's fucked up. Whether it's a low-grade infection and a fever or it's a full-on in chunks of your fucking arse or wherever you put this fucking syringe cut out of your body. 
So any of you, again, this is just low-grade infection, it's, it's, it's cross-contamination, it's, it's whatever. So let me go back to the whole pharma conference. Here's how this shit should work. And again, I'm, I'll just use a Steve and I creating a lab, right? What's supposed to happen, and this is what Pharmacom have done, is that they've gone out of their way to produce a high-quality product. They've given an example again. They've done all the things I said with printing, with lot numbers, with holograms, with scratches, with barcodes, all this kind of stuff. They do things like changing the little color of the, 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 the rubber bung that you push a syringe in. If they produce growth hormone, they've got different colors. There's things printing has changed frequently. All of these things are supposed to stop the scammer. And a company like Pharmacom spends years, decades, producing fucking high-quality products that are reputed around... Listen, these are my top five Pharmacoms in their top five. I have literally, again, pre-show research. It was in... It was in people's top five six, seven, eight years ago, Steve. They were mentioned then, they're being mentioned now. So you go, if you want to get, again, as an example, testing Amphate, you had a choice of five or six companies, and Pharmacom was on that company. They've done that, and they can stay there for 10, 15, 20 years. In that list, people's top five forever, building up their reputation, spending to produce the products, and keep that reputation, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, certainly a quarter of a million, half a million dollars over that period of time, producing solid products, correctly dosed, with great labels, sterile. Uh, we've talked about, I think we did a show before, Steve, where I said you got the, the video clips of the stuff in production, certificates of analysis on the website, uh, quality control coming forth, for example, when the raws are tested, the oils were tested, changing the a supplier just of the vials or the end caps, doing upgrading the machines that are producing the product in their factory, in their laboratories, so that they're spending that kind of money to invest into the business and keep their reputation, keep their name in that top five choice of a great source to go with, and continue to do that for a fucking decade, only for a scammer, and I could do this tomorrow, nick a domain name for 100 bucks copy and paste every single piece of information that's legit on their site today and spend maybe, I don't know, Steve, two, three, four, five days copying and pasting that information over, making sure I've got it down pat. Doing screenshots of their lab tests, same thing again. Downloading, right-clicking, saving as, da 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 da, -da and uploading them to my fake website. Getting a company in China. I can, you and I can actually go off and buy inert powders to be using placebos. So we can buy that inert powder. So literally we can take a powder that will dissolve in oil and it has no active anything whatsoever. Not having lab machinery. I've seen video clips of people making XTC tablets in their bedroom with a tablet press. You can find that online if you want to, guys. It's, the guy's bedroom is typical. It looks like a teenager's bedroom. So it's just a mess. And his tablet pressing these fills that you're going to put in your mouth and have a good Saturday night. What about uh, narcotic drugs that people get high on, Steve? Cut with brick dust. And I mean fucking brick dust. So, again, how fucking deep down a rabbit hole do you want to get in terms of just how fucking lazy people are? If you don't have gloves on, if you don't have a face mask on. I've worked in a meat factory, Steve, with hygiene. I was health and safety rep. So, for example, if I'm producing a pharmaceutical quality product, 
and I'm scratching my face and I'm not wearing gloves and then I'm touching the bottles or I'm touching the 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 ejector that's literally putting oil into each of the vials or my fingers are touching the caps that are going to go on and I'm touching the oils on my face the skin on my face what if I've got acne what if I've got a skin infection what if I've got a low-grade infection that I'm immune to but everybody around me getting something off of me in terms of that sort of stuff like Steve said with the, with the example of the restaurant it just goes on I think for me Steve that's really frustrating here is if I was in that position of Pharmacom and I've spent a decade and more building up my reputation, spending the kind of money that I've mentioned earlier on, how fucking annoying is it for someone to come along and in a week produce everything that they need to produce? Like, as long as it takes for those ingredients to get to me from across the world and they could take my business and ruin my reputation in days. Days, Steve. It's just so frustrating. What do you think on that? What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, and at the end of the day, it's a shame that that you have to do that. And it's the same thing in any industry, the banking industry, hundreds and hundreds a day of scammers um, uh, steal people's credit cards, run their credit cards. You know, as long as, like I said at the beginning of the show, as long as people are around, there's going to be people like this. Instead of doing, uh, you know, all their effort into making money a legitimate way, they want to make money through through this way and they just it's just something in there the way they were raised with no ethics at all and zero empathy for the people that they're screwing over so but you know unfortunately this is how it is so if you're a company like pharmacom you got to do a good you got to do a better job of protecting your product you got to make sure that you can you know it's easy for people to double check you got to make sure you're active on the forums you've got reps who are leading people the right way. I think that would solve a lot of the issue because right now there's stuff that are all over the place and, and a lot of it is fake. And it's really, at this point, there's nothing really they can do about it, you know? And um, so the only thing we can do ourselves is protect ourselves and educate everybody to make sure that we're going the right direction. So hopefully, you know, if you're unsure, definitely come on the forums you know, you can take a picture of what you got and maybe we might be able to um, to help you out and at least tell you, hey, you know, this is fake. This is not fake. But I mean, other than that, there's really nothing else you can do. But it's a shame because Pharmacom is such a great brand. But again, you have to make sure that the source you're buying it from, that's the number one way to make sure you're protecting yourself is to make sure that the source you're getting it from is legit. Because the source that's vetting it and making double checking it and making sure and having it tested, they're the source that's going to do the work for you. So you don't have to worry halfway through your cycle: is this gear legitimate? Is this gear not legitimate? Because it's not right, you know. And you can end up, you know, changing your workout or changing your diet when it wasn't even your fault. But you're thinking, oh my god, there's something wrong with my diet. There's something wrong with my workouts. But all along, it was just crappy gear all along. Go ahead, Monster. Yeah. I'm just going to give you two more examples, Steve, of how fucked up shit can be. And then I'm going to come back to what you just said. So let me give two examples. I can think of one company, and again, I'm not going to name this company, that have essentially produced what amounts to non-existent steroids. This is all quite legitimate, by the way, Steve, because they've been able to take the name of a steroid that is no longer copyrighted. And they have that on their product. 
the advertising a well-known bodybuilding magazine that's still printed. And I think you know who I'm referring to. I just don't want their solicitors or lawyers banging on my door and giving me shit, even though they're a bunch of cunts. And I'll say that quite plainly on this podcast because I don't care in that particular way. So, for example, they produce a product that says on the label, Anavar. And then to the right of the Anavar is a registered trademark label. And quite simply, it does not contain Anavar. In fact, arguably, they don't say that it contains Anavar. And if you read the actual product ingredients, there is no active ingredient of Anavar in its chemical form anywhere on that product. But because of the way that they're able to use the name, they can give you the impression that you've brought Anavar. It says Anavar with the registered thing to the right-hand side because the company that actually produced or used to produce doesn't exist or Anavar is no longer sold by pharmaceutical companies or whatever. So they're able to get away with it. They get away with, as, as, as one more example, and I think it's probably one, is, is it's kind of the most fucked up in its own perverse way, Steve, homeopathic steroids. I'm laughing because it's kind of fucking funny in that they're able to get away with this. The, the, the homeopathy is worst example, Steve, as you know, is this idea that you take, uh, let's say, for example, the cold germ, uh, which is actually multiple, whatever, and you take a single tiny particle and you dilute it and you dilute it and dilute it to the point where the argument actually is there's next to nothing of the active ingredient in the product and the very echo and I'm oversimplifying here for the sake of the podcast, the re echo, the essence of the original thing is supposed to protect you in some way. So it could be uh, a, a homeopathic painkiller, a homeopathic antibiotic, and so on and so forth. So homeopathic steroids is essentially either the, a, 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 the smallest fraction that allows them by law to say that it contains this steroid, which would be like 0.001% or something like that, Steve, or really just the essence. In other words, the not, it, it contains next to nothing at all. And that allows them by law to sell this product with the idea that it's the essence of that steroid. In reality, you need a bit more than the essence. You need a bit more of the active ingredient. You need a bit more than an echo, a, a semblance, something like that, of the original steroid. Let's use Dynabol again. So a homeopathic Dynabol, instead of containing 10 milligrams, 20 milligrams, 30 milligrams of pill, would be a pill that might be a 10 milligrams, 20 milligrams pill, but with a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a milligram in there. And the law says that they can get away with that because it's almost like cross-contamination levels, but it has no potency whatsoever. So homeopathic steroids would be the most extreme example of something that might have the tiniest fraction of an active ingredient, but will have zero anabolic effects on your body and yet is allowable by law because it's not actually containing anything like an active ingredient so this is just how fucked up stuff is right and again it's one thing for you and i to go out there and buy a fake handbag or a fake pair of glasses and we won't even get into the fact that companies that produce these things it's not always fifteen thousand dollar handbags sometimes i'm using oakley as an example it's produced by a luxury company that owns, I think, 300 brands, and it costs them dollars to make, but they will sell it to you because of the name for hundreds of dollars. But at least that way, Steve, you know that these are going to be glasses that you can wear, that they do what they say, that they're coated with the special films, that they look amazing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They're not going to fall apart in five minutes. 
but there's still only fucking cheap, fashionable glasses. Uh, if it's a brake pad on your car, you could crash and die. If it's a part on an aeroplane, the fucking plane could fall out of the sky. And if it's a pharmaceutical drug, it could give you an infection. It could be contaminated. If it's a drug that's supposed to be saving your fucking life, anti-cancer, HIV, AIDS drugs, you could die because it has no ingredient in it. If it's a steroid that's filthy, you could get abscesses. You could get ill. If it's a steroid where you're going to the gym and you're absolutely destroying yourself in the gym to get big, to get muscular, to win a competition. If you're dieting to the point of feeling like you're starving, if you're trying to train harder than anybody else has ever trained before, and you've spent hundreds, if not thousands of dollars of your hard-earned money in order to try to make you gain five pounds, in order to put a quarter of an inch in your arms, and some motherfuckers take, taken you for $500 or $1,000, how pissed off are you going to be? How much hard work have you put in? Who hasn't been in a situation, Steve, of whether it's training as we do in the gym to get bigger, muscular, and stronger, whatever else, or, or slim, or lose weight, or get into shape, or something else, where you saved up all your hard-earned money, especially when we were younger, Steve, to try and buy something nice for ourselves, and it doesn't work. How pissed off was you was? It could be a stereo. It could be a, a, a moody DVD. It could be a, some, a, a download for your computer that corrupts your computer. Whatever. And you're a young guy, as most of our listeners are, 18 to 25 years of age. A few of them are older. And they're just getting to the situation where they can go out and earn a living. And they saved up the money because they've decided they want to take the next step when it comes to anabolics, that they want to take a step up, Steve. They spent hundreds of dollars on the food to get in the shape. They're spending $100 a month on their gym memberships. They've, got, they've gone out of their way to buy a good belt, a good pair of training shoes, whatever. They go to the gym, and when everybody else is laid in bed, they're putting in their cardio. They've gone to the gym, and they're the only one in the gym that's really grinding, really putting the work in but they're getting scammed for a $500 or $1,000 recycle of unsterile, no, low potency, completely and utterly fake, whatever. If you're the company at a lot Pharmacom, you have spent years building up your reputation. You go back and you can find, like we've done for this show, history of the, of the company having been an amazing reputation six, seven, eight, nine years ago, an amazing reputation right now, and someone can take that and ruin it. And like I said, so I want to touch on this last thing, Steve. So we do this podcast to give you this information so that you don't get scammed. And we want to represent to you the best kind of information we could possibly give you. When Steve and I do these shows, and especially Steve and I when we do these shows, we, we don't go crazy with the dosages because we got half an eye, and I say this on the, on the forums, I've done this with DMs to people. I say I have half an eye on the future of the sport. There's always going to be arguments about natural versus enhanced training, okay? So I always take the point of view of, I want the health of the listener, it's always at the back of my brain. I want the listener to be around 15, 20 years training. I want this, this sport that we do, Steve, to be for a lifetime. I don't want it to be for five, I don't want it for a lifetime. So I want the reputation, my reputation, Steve's reputation, the forum's reputation, and even the reputation of the sport as a whole, to be as high and as good as it possibly can be. I want to be doing what we're doing right now, and the same applies to Pharmacom as a company, for as long as possible. I want my reputation to be based on good, solid products, sterile products, 
properly those products. I want my specific reputation, my reputation, Steve's reputation, the forum's reputation, to be based on solid information given with half an eye on safety that we want the listeners to be training as healthily as possible. We want the listeners to be training for as long as possible. We want our listeners to get as muscular and as strong or as lean and in shape as possible. We want them to do that as best we possibly can, in our opinion, with our advice, as safely as we possibly can. So when people come onto the forums, I want Steve and I and the forum and all the reps and everybody else and the companies that we, we, we approve and the companies that support our forums to be as solid and on point as possible. And so we get upset. We get pissed off when we find that company has scammed our listeners, scammed our forum members, provided fake-ass products, that the actual legitimate distributors, and DS is a great example here, Steve, I'll let you touch on that as well in a moment, is getting, they're losing business. They're supporting us, but they're losing business because someone else is scamming with a fake name and a fake company and taking business away from the guys that are trying to provide you with solid products, trying to provide you with good prices, trying to support the forums, and so on. What do you think, Steve, before we finish off, quickly? Yeah, at the end of the day, come to the forums, guys. That's why we do the forums. Uh, and we will do our best to make sure you're taken care of before you go ahead and spend. It's not just about the money. you know. It's about your health at the same time. And, and don't put fake stuff in your body. Don't be nonchalant about it. Um, there's no excuse, like I said earlier. It's no excuse to be putting fake stuff into your body uh, these days with all the knowledge and foresight we have today come to us on the forums pharmacom.com ds us as reps we'll try to give you the spot on information every single possible time that we can guys if you've got any questions any feedback let us know please note we are not doctors and opinions are ours it's our view and based on our experience and views on the topic a podcast for informational purposes and entertainment only the freedom of speech and the first amendment applies <laughs>